Thank you for tuning in to the Movement Podcast. We hope this message gives you a new perspective and inspires you to move towards God's purpose. For more information about the Movement Church, visit themovementchurch.co. And here is today's message. Good morning, mountain movers, movers and shakers. Good morning, the Movement Church. Amen, amen, amen. Pastor Jess and I miss you so much. And I just want to say thank God that all the restrictions are easing now and soon. Come on, everybody say soon. Soon we'll be worshiping, eating crispy pata, praising God again. Amen, amen, amen. You know what? I just want to take this time to honor every pastor, every Connect pastor, Connect leaders that carry the load during this season. In the last two weeks, I've been in hospital. But you know what? The church of God is still growing and stronger, saving people, even when we were in hospital. Probably you don't know this, but 78 more people joined Lifestyle of Freedom since six weeks ago, even in the pandemic. Come on, somebody. You know, 140 more people joining our Zoom Connect group since six weeks ago. If you are well, more people are being saved, more families are being strengthened, and more families are being restored. Oh, come on, somebody shout if you thank God for the vision of saving souls and making disciples. So good. Amen. 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 You know what? If you're new in the Movement Church, or if you just stumble upon this broadcast this morning, we just want to welcome you. We just want to welcome you to our growing family all over the globe. You know what? Be part of one, one of our, um, our Connect group, and I promise you, your life will never be the same again. You know what? Church, today I, I want to share with you a message that is close in my heart, that God put in my heart, and this message is called, It is a Surprise Attack. If you think about it, coronavirus and this pandemic, hands down, the biggest surprise attack this, this world has ever seen or will ever see. You know, it came with no warning. It came with no announcement. You know, with, with wars or, or, or with anything, you can at least see the news. You can actually see the situation heating up and somehow see it coming and prepare for it. But this time is different. It was, this time is different. It, it was a surprise attack. Nobody see it coming. Nobody could have predicted it. And when it came, we had absolutely no point of reverence. Why? Because nobody has ever experienced anything like it. Nobody has, no, knew. Nobody knew how to predict it. Nobody knew how to prepare for it. Nobody knew how to prevent it from happening. You know, if you think about it, nobody know how to homeschool. Come on. I can barely pass my own school. Now I got to teach my own kids. Come on, somebody, help me preach today. Nobody knows that online university would be even harder than a physical university. Oh, come on, somebody help me preach today. Nobody knows that the pressure it puts on the family would be this intense. You know, if you think about it, this is a joke, but if you think about it, the wives had to endure for the stupidity of their husband, but this time it's 24 seven. There are times when I feel Jess was saying, Pastor Roy, you know, darling, I love you, but if you just blink your eyes one more time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scream at you. Come on, all the husband that lives under fear in the last nine weeks, quietly type amen down the bottom. It was a surprise attack. You know, there are times in our life where the enemy is actually launching a surprise attack in our life. Attack that we were not ready for it, we we're not prepared for it. There was no uh, announcement, there was no warning, and it caught us by surprise. And I, this this season actually remind me of the story of Nehemiah. 
Nehemiah was doing God's work, rebuilding the broken walls of Jerusalem, obeying God's command. And in the middle of God's work, doing that work, the Bible says in the book of Nehemiah, actually the Bible says when Sanballat, the enemy, heard that we, they were building, rebuilding the wall, he exploded in anger, vilifying the Jews. In the company of his Samaritans, cronies, and militaries, he let loose men. And, what, and he said, what are these miserably Jews doing? Do they, do they think they can get everything back to normal overnight? Make building stones out of make-believe? So they put their heads together, decided to fight against Jerusalem and create as much trouble as they could. It was a surprise attack, church. You know, at that point, Nehemiah had got two options. He can continue building the Word of God or he can give up. He had a valid reason to give up. You know, he, he could have said, I didn't think it through. I didn't see that there, there was an attack. I was just doing God's work. And his excuses are valid. His excuses are understandable. You know, he could have called in self-pity. He could have raised a white flag and stopped fighting. He could have gone in the defense and wait. Probably not this time, but I'm just going to wait until this pandemic is over. But today we're going to learn the three things that Nehemiah did that we can apply in our life. And today we're gonna learn the three things that Nehemiah actually did that ensures that he, he actually got the victory through this surprise attack. Are you ready? Number one, everybody shout number one. Nehemiah fight back with prayers. You know, the Bible says when Sanballat, Tobiah, all the enemies heard that the repairs of the wall of Jerusalem were going so well that the breaks of the wall are being fixed, they were absolutely furious. They put their heads together, decided to fight against Nehemiah and Jerusalem, create as much trouble as they could. And you know what he did? We counterattacked it with prayer to our God. You know, let me tell you one thing, church. There is something about surprise attack that drives us back to the presence of God. You know, the very first thing that Nehemiah did was not, you know, hitting back with strategic, with plans and with own skill. The very first thing that Nehemiah did was to counterattack it with the power of prayers. You know, I, I, wanna, I wanna speak to you that there is power reserved in your prayers. You know, there is a moment where the disciples, 12 disciples came to Jesus and he said, Master, why can't I cast this demon while you can? And Jesus says, listen, this kind can come out by nothing but prayers. Church, in other words, Jesus is saying, hey, there is power that God has reserved for you in heaven. And that power can only be unlocked through your prayers. That's why when the enemy stole your prayer time, they just stole your power. In other words, here's the, a great quote. A prayerless generation is a powerless generation. You know, all of a sudden, there is no more miracle in our lives. All of a sudden, there is no more healing in our gathering, in our church. All of a sudden, there is no more testimonies in our connect group. There is no more open doors in our business. Why? Because they've stolen our prayer time. 
But this morning, I've got good news for you today. There is a renewing power in the power of prayer. Come on, somebody. You know, the Bible in Isaiah says, but those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the eagle's like on the eagle's wing. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Come on, somebody. There is a renewing power in prayers. So if you tune in today, you're feeling powerless, you're feeling tired or stuck, no more fresh vision flowing in your life. The Bible promises to you that if you wait in my presence in a prayer, I will renew your power. I will renew your joy. I will renew your vision. I will renew your strength. You know what? All of a sudden, vision is flowing again in your life. All of a sudden, sharpness is flowing again in your life. Amen, amen, amen. And you know what? There is also public reward in a private prayer. You know, Matthew 6 verse 6 says, close your doors. When you pray, you close your doors and pray to your Father. He is a God who sees what you do in secret and He will reward you in the open. You know, oftentimes we became too focused and too busy on what we do in public, in our career, in our work, chasing our desire, chasing our relationship, chasing our girlfriend, and we forgot that we serve a God who sees what will you do in private. Not only He sees, but His promises, I will reward you of what you do in the secret, and I will reward you openly. You know what, church? I want to decree and declare to your life this morning that as you come back to your locked doors of prayers, God will open your doors in your life. As you come back to your prayer time, God will grant you new ideas, fresh vision. As you will look back and say, why didn't I think about that? You know, as you come back seeking God privately in your private room, God will restore broken relationship. You will regain new power. Come on, somebody, if you believe it, shout amen. As you come back to your prayer time, God who sees in secret, He will reward you thousand folds in Jesus' name. Amen. Number two, fight back with even greater determination. I love this point. You know what? Nehemiah was trying to calm the people of God. They were afraid, but they, they were trying. Nehemiah was trying to calm them down. And he said, listen to what he said, guys. He said, you know, guys, they were just trying to intimidate us. Imagining that they could discourage us and stop us from doing the work. So you know what? I continued the work with an even greater determination. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't you love that? Nehemiah doesn't stop at praying, but Nehemiah fight back with greater determination. You know what? Firstly, Nehemiah understand one point. Nehemiah understand that your enemies will always try to intimidate you. You know, they know that within you there is the same power that has risen Jesus from the dead, that you are too powerful to be stopped. They're not powerful enough to stop you from doing the work of God. Do you get it? You've got the power and authority from the Lord. But you know what? So, so you know what they do? They will intimidate you, hoping and imagining that you would stop doing the word of God. You see, this has been the tactic for generation after generation. Goliath, Goliath came to Israel and they intimidate them day and night. Why? 
they couldn't, he couldn't stop Israel or the work of God. But maybe by intimidation, they could discourage you and you will decide to stop on your own. They will belittle you. They'll put doubt in your mind. They will tell you your cooking is not good enough. Come on, somebody. They'll tell you that you don't have what it takes to do the job. You don't have enough experience. They will tell you that your preaching is not deep enough. They will tell you that you don't have the theological degree to pastor a church. They will even tell you that you shout too much, that you will cry too much. But you know what, church? You know what Nehemiah did with all this intimidation? Nehemiah kept at it. Nehemiah kept doing it. You know, the Bible says, Nehemiah says, we kept at it, repairing and rebuilding the wall. The whole wall was soon joined together and halfway to its intended height because the people had a heart for the work. Oh, come on, somebody. I feel in my spirit that somebody that hear this needs to, needs to listen to this, that you've been waiting for a sign. Well, guess what? This is your sign. Uh, God is telling you through me, God is telling you to keep at it. Keep doing the good work. You are called for such a time like this. You are right where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do. Come on, keep preaching the gospel. Keep saving soul. Keep raising disciples. Keep believing. Keep praising God. Keep being generous. Because why? Because you are on your halfway mark. You know, you've come too far to give up. There are soul to be saved. There are seated to be discipled. Come on, somebody. There are families need to be restored. Come on, somebody shout, keep at it. And also, uh, Nehemiah didn't stop there. You know, the Bible says that they were just trying to imitate us, imagining they could discourage us and stop us doing the work. So I continued the work with an even greater determination. Wow. This guy just don't know how to stop and give up. You know, the enemy expected you to delay and detour. The enemy is expected you to accept defeat and retreat. Oh, come on, I, I'm just gonna give up. The enemy just expected you to give up, but not Nehemiah, not the people of God, not you, and not today. You know, like Nehemiah, you're going to come back with an even greater determination. You know, I was so blessed with the, uh, you know, the story of Peter and Caroline. You know, their job is being cut uh, for one or two days. But instead of accepting defeat, he actually um, uh, came back with an even greater determination, creating their own business. And, and you know, this story is not just happening in Peter and Caroline. This story happens in Tommy's life, in Yudi's life, in Jephthah's life, in Arif's life, in Sister Oz's life, in Ratna's life, Christine Dawang's life. You know, the moment church will always come back, come on, with even greater determination. Come on, in our church, Friday's connect group, all connect groups are being closed. But you know what? Instead of accepting defeat, Fridays, they, 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 their members are losing jobs. They raise up and gather people to cook almost every day, saving more people, saving, sa saving more money, and serve other people. You, you know, church, probably you don't realize this, but your stories of from 30 connect group to 65 connect groups within a week that story went viral all over the globe. You know, Singapore was talking about it. USA was talking about it. Manila was talking about it. Everybody was talking about it because you choose to come back with an even greater determination.
Listen to this carefully. You can always overcome intimidation with an even greater determination. Amen, amen, amen. You know what? I'm going to close this preaching, this message with another point. Another thing that Nehemiah did. You know, the first one is Nehemiah fight back with prayers. Second one, Nehemiah did fight back with an even greater determination. And you know what happened? The enemy went ballistic, man. You know, when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he exploded in anger, vilifying the Jews. They were absolutely furious. So they put their heads together, decided to fight against Jerusalem and create as much trouble as they could. You know, the Bible says that they exploded in anger. I sent you divorce, but you still pray. I sent, stole your job ship, but you still coming back with an even greater determination. So you know what they did? They made their last move. They intensified their attack. So church, don't be surprised if you keep doing God's work and they will intensify their attack. But you know what the third thing that Nehemiah did? Nehemiah did what nobody has ever done in the history of the Bible. And this is so prophetic. Listen to this carefully. The Bible says, our enemies learned that we knew all about their plan and that God has frustrated so we went back to the wall and went to work. The common laborers, listen, held a tool in one hand and spear in the other. Each of the builder has a sword strapped to his side as he worked. Tools in one hand, spear on the other. Think, church, I think this is a prophetic message for all of us in such a time like this. That God is going to anoint you, the movement church, with both tool in one hand and spear on the other hand. You know, in your life, that, that God will bless you with anointing of both. Both, that God will bless you both in your business and in your ministry. That God will bless you both in your calling as a king and a calling as a priest. You don't have to choose within one or the other. It is, it is not a mutually exclusive blessing. It is not this or that. It is, it is the anointing of both. Come on somebody, if you receive it, shout amen. You're going to be successful in marketplace and you are going to be a serial discipler in your life. You know, as a church corporately, I want to speak to the movement church that will be the church that produces marketplace leader, marketplace superstar, and also disciple makers. That will be the church that will expand both locally and also globally. That will be the church that strikes the balance between an outrageous faith and over-the-top wisdom. That we're going to strike that balance between the favor of God and the favor of man. In Jesus' mighty name, if you believe it, shout amen. You know what, church? Probably you don't know this, but two weeks ago, I had a, a massive accident in my bike, cycling. You know, the, the chain of my bike decided to give up on me and, and snap into two mid-flight. So I, face, I, I fell face first. So my hand and my body instinctively, instinctively says, not the face, not the face. So my hand went like this, both of them, and my left arm couldn't hold the weight. So, my elbow got dislocated and my radial head was shattered and the doctor says it was shattered to too many pieces. 
you know, for the last two weeks, I've, I've been losing, I've been losing one hand. I couldn't wear my clothes. I couldn't bath myself. I couldn't type my preaching. And often, but you know what? Often in your life, the enemy will steal one of your arms. They will steal your job. They will steal your shift. They'll even steal your health or relationship. And they stole that with a purpose to derail you from doing the work of God, for building that wall of your family, that wall of your ministry. They just want you to stop building. They stop you from pursuing God's call in your life to slow you down. You know, it, but it's the same thing with Nehemiah. You know, um, Nehemiah could have go to self-pity and says, now I gotta build a wall and I gotta fight too. Come on, God. Now I gotta put food on the table and I gotta homeschool too. I gotta do my online university and I gotta lead connect groups too. Come on, it's not fair. I gotta take a pay cut and also still be generous too. He has all the valid excuses to stop. Maybe it's not the right thing. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it's not the right person. Maybe let's just wait until this pandemic is over. Let's postpone saving soul and making disciples until pandemic is over. But not Nehemiah. Instead of succumbing to their threats and intimidation, oh no, I'm not giving up. You know what Nehemiah says? You've just awakened my other arms. You know, you've just, you stole this arm, you've just awakened my other arms. I've been using my arm to build, but this time God wants me to lift my other hands to attack. Come on, somebody. God is saying it's been too long that you've been sitting on the defense. I'm moving you to the offense. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching today. Church, that spear is actually your praise. Your praise is a weapon. Your praise will send total confusion to the enemy's camp. They will say, I've sent you divorce, but you keep praising. I've sent you a heart problem. You keep even praise even louder. I've sent you job loss. You keep believing. You keep giving. You keep praising God. Oh, come on. I feel in my heart that some of you need to take that spirit of Nehemiah. Some of you need to say that, oh, you want to take my left arm and you thought I'm going to stop preaching the gospel? I'm going to preach even louder. I'm going to even shout and worship even louder. You take my left arm, you thought I'm going to stop raising armies of disciples? You just woke the other arm. I'm praising arm, my worshiping arm. You know, they, uh, they used to pick up tools with this hand, but this time I'm going to pick up praise. I'm going to took up, you took my work, I'm going to pick up my worship. You took my profit, I'm going to pick up my praise. Come on somebody. You took, you think that you're going to silence me, I'm going to even shout even louder. Come on, is there anybody in this place want to praise God with your other arms? Come on, preach with your other arms. Believe with the other arms. You know, you're not done yet because you still got the other arms. When Moses lift up both arms, victory happens in your life. When you lift up your both arms to praise, blessing will come down. Church, I, I want to encourage you that you're not done yet. You still got your worship. You're not done yet. You still got your most powerful weapon and it's called praise. Oh, come on. I wish somebody can help me preach this morning and praise God for His goodness in your life. I hope you're blessed today, church. But you know what? I'm not going to close this service without giving you an opportunity 
to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You know, in just a moment, I'm going to invite you to pray this simple prayer. But this simple prayer is one of the most powerful prayer in the world because you invited Jesus in your life um, to be your personal Lord and Savior. And I, I promise you, your life will never be the same again. So if wherever you are in this world, wherever you are in your life today, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Do you think you can do that? Amen, amen, amen. Father God, thank you for your message. Thank you for Jesus. This morning, I want to invite Jesus in my life. Be my personal Lord and Savior. I confess that I'm a sinner, God, that I need your grace. I want to invite you into my life from today onwards as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray and everybody say, Amen, Amen, Amen. You know what, church, if you pray that prayer for the very first time, we would love to pray for you. We would love to know you uh, and pray for you. And if you don't have any um, church, you know, be planted in a Bible-based church that really support you in your faith journey. And if you don't have any churches, our, our church is welcome to welcome you wherever you are. Uh, as part of our family. You know, in, uh, in this screen, you will have this QR code. Scan this QR code and leave your details there. And one of our pastors will, will, will contact you and pray for you wherever you are. Okay? God bless you, church. Go home in victory. Well, you're already home. So, you know what? From Monday, I, I won't decree and declare to you that Monday to Saturday, you're going to go home in victory. You're going to smash it with the other arm. You're going to keep believing. You're going to keep giving. You're going to keep praising God even louder. I love you, church. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to our next podcast. If you are blessed, we'd love to hear from you. So connect with us through our social media. Be blessed.